This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is May 13th, 2016. I want to apologize to the fans. It's been a while since we've made a podcast, but we're going to come back at you strong. Everybody who knows knows it's summertime, so we, and sometimes we talk more music and things outside of sports. But before we get to all that type of talk, this podcast here is a sports podcast. State of Atlanta Sports. Calhoun with me today. And how do we get to, how did we come up with this idea? Came up with this idea when uh, we were sitting there, I was listening to the great coach Bud on the, and they were interviewing him, and uh, some of the changes need to be made after we got swept back to back in the playoffs. And what's so funny is he started with the same rhetoric as all other coaches as him. So that's how we came to it. He's falling right into the, the lullaby of Atlanta sports. And that's what happened. It's a great place of contentment. Like, Atlanta sports to just come down here, put your feet up, lean back, get your favorite drink. Collect the check. Collect the check. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Now, your mom gave Lord rest her soul. She told you one of the most intelligent things I've ever heard a person say. Whenever you go to a job, you find the laziest person at the job and watch how they do the job. Exactly. So you can basically collect the free check. Exactly. And so that seems like that's what happens in Atlanta. So somebody may come down here wanting to work hard and see that, oh, shit, this person doing this, this person. Well, I can get my rocks out to a kickback. We don't have to do all this. We can just lay back and it'll come right to us. Listen, the fan base don't really care. They don't really have to work hard. We don't have to make no improvements. Just good enough. Yeah. We go to the playoff. Hoorah. I ask you, this is like the ninth year straight, Falcon, the, the husband, Falcon. It doesn't matter. We're going to talk about all of them. I'm going on Falcons, Braves, Hawks. We'll go with the Hawks first since we just got swept. Is it like the eighth or ninth year straight that they went to playoffs? And go check out our Forever I Love and our Forever I Hate Atlanta Sports Podcast. They're, just, yes, they're the ones who led us to this podcast. They're just as delusional as the Falcons, even more so, because they keep having many uh, minimal success. You said it best. The enemy, is, the enemy of great is good, right? Say it again. How you doing? <laughs> the enemy of great is good. That's the saying. And that's exact. They are the epitome of that. What, you look at this team. Where are we going? What are we going to do for real? Honestly. The only reason we make it to the Eastern Conference Final because we don't see Cleveland. Whichever round you see Cleveland, then we're out of. Not sure, sure, sure. You're competing with all the other teams in the East because the teams in the East ain't shit. But you come out the East, you're not beating the West. We can't beat the Spurs, even though OKC just butt-fucked them. <laughs> we can't beat the Spurs, OKC, or Golden State. So you said it best when it comes to basketball. If you're not winning, if you're not going for the championship, you don't need, you need to kill it and then get it together, right? Yeah, I think the problem with the Hawks, and you said the best enemy of credit is good, and they're the definition of that true state. They're the truest definition of that statement. LeBron, they haven't, they're on eight against him in the playoffs these past two years. You have to sit there and take a long, hard look at yourself as a franchise and say, hey, somebody said, we, I was talking to somebody, they cracked up. Well, we're going to wait for him to retire before we get good. You have to sit there and sit, really say, where are we? Where are we going? Who are we? We looked at that series and two things stood out. One, Kyle Corbett shouldn't be on the goddamn floor. Period. Two, is Bud really what we need? All the way. And I'll give you two more. Al Horford and Jeff T is not what we is not going to get us there. Exactly. So let's talk about let's talk about Horford and T. I think Horford has value, just not this. I think a team like Portland. I think a team like Portland who Oh, they can use them. They can use them. They can, and so yeah. teams not, like Golden State, Portland, Golden State don't really Spurs, need. They don't need them. They can use them. He'll be an asset. Fuck. They're talking about maxing out our Horford. If we max out our Horford, everybody can say what the hell they want about Joe Johnson. And I think Joe Johnson getting the bad end of the stick like Matt Ryan. Joe Johnson is talented. 
He just didn't kill when people want. When I mean, the same see, thing we're bitching about now is Joe's the epitome of that, too. He's good until he plays the best, and he stays in his place. Yeah, but Joe still he gets you twenty some points, and they get if Joe's on this team, they get swept again. The, the difference is Al Horford gonna get you fourteen points and two rebounds. Okay, I'm not praising Al Horford. We cannot match his career is a fourteen. He's a career fourteen eight guy. How it's, in the hell does that get you twenty five million dollars? We overvalue him because he's for us. The Hawks need to let him walk and. They waited this long or whatever. They're not. Sometimes you got fake fat. We're not gonna get nothing for them. It's better to cut bait than not get nothing for them than to sign them trying to get something for them. Like I said last year, they should have traded him last year. I tell you another difference. How old was Joe Johnson? Like 24, 25, somewhere in there when he got here that match contract. Yeah, nah, he about twenty six. This is a thirty year old Al Horford, and thirty year old injury prone Al Horford. A small, big Al Horford. I mean, he has value, just not with us. We cannot, we can't do that. We can't. And the only reason I'm not just banging down the door for Jeff T, because at the price Jeff T giving us, it's like good dude. Everybody's getting a shitty point guard getting 15 million these days. And he don't get eight. He get eight. I think we should trade Jeff, Jeff T right now. Value contract. I think we can get something real good for him. Man. You're gonna laugh. I think the I think the two the only two players who should be guaranteed on the house are Baysmore and me and um Schroeder. Schroeder. Them are the only two players who should be guaranteed for I think you can get Baysmore. And three, I say Hardaway too. He can come off the bench and help. Ba- See the, and this is the problem we had. This is why we're talking about Atlanta Sports. Cause listen to the names we're coming up with. <laughs> this is the names that we're putting stock in. Tim Hardaway Jr., nothing. Kent Baysmore. Come on, it's Kent Baysmore. It's a nigga named Kent. And two Dennis Schroeder. Now, I believe Dennis Schroeder will, you know. He had the brightest future out of those. He's the brightest, but Kent Baysmore, you can find the Kent Baysmore at a goddamn AU uh, tournament. They're anywhere. Kent Baysmore is nothing special. He's not, he's nothing special at all. Tim Hardaway Jr. is nothing special. That's some of that Hawk sauce. You come down here with the Hawks, guess what you can do? Shine on. Let me tell you something. This team, we talk all that shit. This team, this coach, this system with that old team, I think we make a lot of noise. We don't get swept. Can we beat LeBron? You don't just say you beat LeBron, but they make a lot of noise. But Jamal Crawford come off the bench with Joe Johnson and Jeff T with a young Al Horford. And, and we make a lot of noise. Zaza, Marvin Williams, you make some noise with them. But this team is trash ass, pick and pay. Dollar General team? Fuck that. We about to pay Dollar General nobodies. Kent Bazemore, where you get him at? Off the bench. Paul Millsap, who's doing a little shot, where you get him at? Off the bench. He got the flagrant foul, missed both free throws, and then we squandered the possession. The Hawks, which goes back to the coaching, when they get tight, when they get hard, what they start doing? Shooting threes. Why aren't you going to the bucket? Look at what DeMar Carroll did this year. Yeah, he was hurt. But when he was playing, look at what he did. Who the fuck was DeMar Carroll? I mean, he just played like an average player. <laughs> if that. <laughs> if that. But with the Hawks, it looks good, don't it? Yeah, fuck the people that. in Toronto probably mad because they got him. For 15, man, we knew. And you about to give Kent Bazemore that contract? Fuck that. You know what you do? Package some of that trash up and see where Indiana won for Paul George if you can make a move. Or where the Bulls, they were saying, you know, Jimmy Butler been one out the Bulls for a while now. I like Jimmy Butler. Try to get him. You said it best. I throw the house, throw all the hoes that ain't got A's in this city. All the strippers, throw everybody at Kevin Durant. Little side deal, hey, you be the owner. Get the biggest house with the baddest bitch. We're going to have your mom set up next door to you. Whatever you want, man. How many of y'all is it? Don't matter. We'll your whole clique. We'll name this bitch Kevin Boulevard. And it'll be intersecting with Durant Way. I don't give a fuck. Sign this man. What? The kid Whiteside. He's a free agent. Before I max out Al Horford, I max out Whiteside. Easy. <coughs> easy. That's easy. I don't even think about that. Do you think Bud's smart enough to do this? Hell no. 
Not that he's smart enough, he's too cocky. Which led us to this, because he's talking like everything is fine. How is everything I think that's fine? lip service. No, I don't think it's... And that's what I was telling you. The difference with other teams who does that shit and then make a move, you be like, whoa, I didn't even know New England was looking at. Oh, when did the Cleveland pick up? Or how did... How did Pat Riley pull this one off for the heat? The Hawks don't do that. So they lip service is real world That's talk. real. He's on there saying... Al Horford is a great on and off the court. So it's like talking to a girl in the club. Most dudes going there say, babe, I want to be your boyfriend. They just trying to fuck, right? Yeah. So Atlanta coming up, babe, I want to be your boyfriend, move you in. Yeah. And they really do it. It's a square that really want to do it. And you sitting there looking like, what the fuck are they doing? It's fucking everybody. What What are you doing? I love her. See? That, and that's, that's what Atlanta is. You don't get swelled two years in a row and think everything is fine. You don't say another year in the system and we're good. Something is wrong. And we're not going to improve upon it. You know who we're going to get? Uh, Jacovia. And he's going to be, we're going to bring him up from the NBDL in Minnesota. And we're going to trade a, a second round pick two years from that for him. And that's going to be our guy. We haven't seen Walter Tavares, period. Why? You want to talk about bad drafts? The Hawks have a history of bad drafting too. Well, the Hawks are stuck. The NBA is different than the NFL. The NFL, these past three drafts have been treasure trolls. The Hawks are stuck. Basically, it's thirty teams lined for like really fifteen players. Listen, and they always come up short. It's too many players in college to be this depleted. I mean, you see it around the league, not just the Hawks. I don't give a shit about the rest of the league. <laughs> At all. I don't care a little bit about the rest of the league. I'm talking about the Hawks. Comes to the Hawks. You look at our drafts, which we've done before, and look at all the players who we didn't get to the players we did get, and there you go, your team. Uh, let me say this one last point about the Hawks for me. You made a good point. The Hawks used to be one of the youngest teams. Now they're one of the oldest. Yeah. It's time to start rebuilding here. But hey, That's why you can't rebuild on the fly. Yeah. I mean, it just takes one. If they get Kevin Durant tomorrow. It's over. We got it. We good. You trade for one of those wings. It's so you can't get Kevin Durant. Okay. You mass out white side. You get white side Jimmy Butler. Let's say you white side trade Jim T for Jimmy Butler. You're rolling. You're good. You're you're rolling. Now you got some new found hope. You trade, and then you trade Jeff T. If you can't get that trade Jeff T to New York, and that's all they need is a is a is a is a is a point guard, yeah. and get that lottery pick, you're rolling. But you don't get that fucking lottery pick, and then trade it, <laughs> and then get somebody like Tim Hardaway Jr. who calls up. We went after getting swept last year, and we got Tim Hardaway Jr., Tiago Splitter, and Chris Humphrey. Chris Humphrey, was say what you want. Thought. Yeah, he, he did. But he should he, stay on the Hawks. And this is <laughs> and this is the problem being an Atlanta fan. These are the players who we get adamant about. Hey, that boy Chris Humphrey looked like Chris Humphrey is still Chris Humphrey. He look good with the Hawks, though. With the Hawks, exactly. And that's why we don't win shit. You, you, if somebody told you, listen, in 2016, we're going to give you Tiago Splitter, Chris Humphrey, and Tim Hardaway Jr. How you feel about that? I want to take your question and ask you another question. Mm. If somebody told you Chris Humphreys would have been the third or fourth most valuable player on your team this year, what you would have said? Mm. If somebody would have told you that opening night, NBA season, Chris mm. Humphreys going to wind up being the fourth or fifth most valuable player on your team, what would you say? Who's ever picking these players need to be fired. If Chris, Chris Humphreys was the fourth or fifth most valuable player on our he team. He might have been the second best in the playoffs, which our coach didn't play him enough. Believe it or not, we was asking for Chris fucking Humphrey to get more playing time. So say that I, one more time, so Atlanta fans. Nah, that, nah, we don't need to suffer no more. I'm telling you, that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing in Atlanta. Hey, boy, they need to put that boy Kent Bazemore in. Hey, what's him Hardaway Jr. at? He ain't getting no playing time. Hey, only person playing is Chris Humphreys. We, we shouldn't even have these kind of discussions. <laughs> Why they not starting Chris Humphreys? Why they not starting Chris Humphrey? That was L. Al ain't doing the goddamn thing. I had run rebound one game. No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jiminy Crickets. Anybody else named who JC? 
No, we can't have that. We asking for Mike Scott more playing time. Because Mike Scott and Dennis Schroeder are the only ones who were playing fearless. Paul Millsap, major shrinkage. Hello. We were begging for Mike Scott. Mike Scott and Chris Humphreys. And Tim Hardaway Jr. That's all you need to know about the Atlanta Hawks. Hey, man, let's wrap up these Hawks talk. Get man. this shit out of here. This shit is How trash. confident are you in the Hawks? What? I'm as confident as a very fat man in a very weak chair. That's how confident. You know them plastic chairs people have on the porch and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Them little weak-ass Kmart, like, 15 The one that got a crack in it after the first seat. That one. That's how confident I am. They this is going to hold me up doing a spade game going to 500. That's how confident I am in this. I'm not confident at all. And we even have lower levels to sink in this podcast. But, okay, come on. <laughs> now, go ahead and say your question. We looked at Coach Bud like Jesus, and then I think he's turned out to be more like Judas. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck like, is he? What's going on? Like, we looked at him like, wow, what is Coach Bud? We doing? finally got a coach. We looked at him like, wow, what is Coach Bud doing? Now we like, what is Coach Bud doing? <laughs> now it's like, put the drink down, Bud. This isn't it. That, that's how it's going. Yes. The draft. Falcons in the draft. Good. Oh, let's start off with the free agency. Good. What was your thoughts on free agency? It wasn't like last year. Remember the year prior, and it was like we're going to fill in all these teams with a whole bunch of nobodies, a whole bunch of bull, and let's see where that goes. I like they did some moves this year. I'm not going to lie. What I like, moves did you like? I like the center. Alex Mack. I like him. I like getting that. We needed it. I like the Sanu kid. I've seen Sanu play. Now, I, I, I think we paid too much for him, but I like it. I like them trying to get Courtney Upshaw and building up the defense a little bit. I, I like I like the direction they were going. So, let's start. Let's go back a little bit. So, let me ask you this. Alex Mack, Pro Bowler. Does the center really matter? Yeah. you seen that last year. We would not have thought that, but we seen that last year, though. Yeah. Couldn't get the ball... Until you listen, if you think DNs wreak havoc on your quarterback, if you don't have a pocket of the interiors collapse, he can't do anything. Yeah. He can't maneuver. He can't step up. He can't slide. He can't do anything. So we already got two trash guards. You can't have two trash guards and a trash center. That's a good point. What about Sunu? What's your? You right? The Falcons overpaid for Sunu. I can't Big time. They, Did they need him? Yeah. You don't think they could have drafted somebody to do what he does? You don't think they could have drafted somebody? I mean, receivers are a dime a dozen nowadays. Do you, is a receiver, and we talked about this even in our Falcons football with Julio Jones podcast. Is a receiver the one, two you really need? Like, if you're going to spend money, if you had to rank out of positions, running back may be the lowest. Others, you know, but receivers shouldn't be too far behind, right? I don't think receivers lower than running back. Honestly, because as you can see, they here's another sign out here. Everyone keeps talking about the new NFL and the new NBA and all that stuff there. It doesn't matter. Tradition still wins games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you have anomalies, but tradition for the most part wins. So all this stuff about you don't need a running game, you have to have a balanced attack. And that's where all good teams starting to have a balanced attack. If you're just throwing the ball around with no running game, ask, ask, ask Aaron Rodgers what that gets you. Well, the Falcons have a running game. I think what the, I think what they needed more than the, when they addressed it in the draft, what they needed more than the receiver was a tight end. I they, think, we're going to get to the draft, more. but, you know, I was cool with the Sanu signing, but I think it's one of those kind of luxuries you – it's like this. It's like you hitting the lottery for $100,000. You need a car. So you go buy an $80,000 car. Go buy a Porsche Panamera. But you could have got you a Lexus for forty thousand and used the other sixty to pay off your bills instead of buying a ninety thousand dollar car. Now, once insurance and everything, you bet the oh shit, what did I do? You know what I'm saying? I so, agree, but I think you need you needed it. It was a need. It's also predicated on how Kyle Shanahan works the system, because he literally took the other receivers out of the system last year. So Muhammad Sanu means nothing if you have that same system as running. Julio or Bus, you can't do that. 
But we needed it, and we addressed it. We needed a center. We addressed it. We needed a tight end. I mean, a tight end. They addressed some draft. We'll get to the draft later. We needed a, a, a another wide receiver that adjusted it. We needed some DNs. Uh, I don't think they adjusted it right in linebacker, but uh, they did in the draft. So they. what I do like is their draft complemented their free agency. That's a good point. So I can roll with that. The draft complimented free agency. So right. with no further ado, let's talk about the draft. What are your thoughts? What would you get? What would you do? Well, now, see, this is your expertise because you, you're the college professional. Right? So what you think about it? I told you I'd get a draft with B+. Plus. I thought the Falcons, minus the first round, I thought they did an A job. Like, I love Deion Jones. I love Campbell from Minnesota. That's my sleeper. I love Hooper. I think the guard from San Jose State can fill in. Fuller, I think, is a steal when they got him. So I, I love what they did. My biggest problem was with the first-round draft pick, Neil. He's good, but I talked to Lynn himself about this, um, and we're going to do a podcast for Falcons football week about the Falcons draft. But Lennis liked him but wasn't in love with him. And so I watch him more than Lennis do, but he, he was good. But at the 17th pick, I think they could have – Got more value or more more bang for your book at that point. Like if they want to get him, they could have drafted back. And we always say they could have drafted back. Like they, yeah, I, we don't know if they had any trade partners. Yeah, we, you know, we just assume they didn't try. But let's assume they tried and they just couldn't find anybody. I would like to see them. I'm gonna throw out a name. Lord knows they probably shouldn't draft this name. Kim I would Beach. like Kim Dietrich. First A plus talent. Like the kid when he's motivated, when he's you know. Is a reason he gets all the hype and stuff. He the problem is consistency, and so and off the field issues. <laughs> and and let me tell you something. That little stint he did, and he passed out on that bogus weed down here. Listen, I I wanted. I think we needed it. We could have used them. The lineman, I agree, and I'm not all for the Falcons' code of conduct. But if he's acting like that. Without millions, you can only imagine at home with millions what you like. And you just said to keep on the city he's from. He's and it's Atlanta. Oh my God! Nah, he he probably they're probably the best thing the Falcons did. But I was saying out to say I would like to see them reach for some players. You know what I'm saying? My problem is at the position they took and the way the draft fell, they didn't have to do any reaching. Like everybody on the board, like it looked to me like Neil was on your board because. Maybe Ragland's gone, or Shaq Lawson is gone, or Kondichi's gone. You figure all of them are already gone, as projected in earlier rounds. But when the Rams and Philly made those trades and got those quarterbacks, and when the big, and when uh, Cleveland got with RG3 and they went for wide receivers, and when uh, the kid Tunzel, when he failed to, to he, Miami, him fall and change the draft. Changed the whole draft. So you have all these players, the only player who wasn't Joey Bosa. And the uh, which you wasn't you wasn't looking at him anyway because you knew he was going to be gone, and the kid from uh, Georgia, you knew he was going to be Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd, but everybody else that was your on them edge rushes from your Miles Jacks to your, uh, you name it, they were all there. Now, you know, I was glad the Falcons didn't get Miles Jack in the first round. First round talent, he said he might need microfracture surgery. Lord knows the. He's not a slam dunk choice that a place like Atlanta develops. I'm not saying Jacksonville develops them either, but when you come out with those type of injuries with that type of character, well, I mean, he don't really have character issues, but he has some questionable decision making. I mean, but it, that's just one. But you still had Spencer Noah, and you still had like there was a everybody was on the move. Neil wasn't. Neil wouldn't. He been, wasn't there. Neil wouldn't have been anywhere on my board. Everybody was on the board. Buffalo went and got Shad Lawson and Ragland. Jacksonville got Noah Spence and that kid number f- from Florida State, the, yeah. the cornerback. Jalen Ramsey. Jesus Christ. They were all there for the take. So. They got Jalen early. They well, not Jalen. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. everybody Spence, was on the board. Yeah. Like, your big boy, probably one person, like Leonard Floyd, you may have projected, like, maybe he falls, whatever. But everybody else was like on the board. Like you said, besides Bosa and Jalen everybody else was on yeah, the board. Yeah, you, you knew you wasn't going to get them at 17. But all everyone else who was projected to go before you at 12, 10, it and won 14. From the 10 to the 15 range was still was there. It was there. Yeah. And for them to – and after the kid pans out, it's a need. And it's an upgrade. If he's healthy. 
Well, man, let me say this. And I ask you, how impactful is a strong safety? A free safety is more impactful than a strong safety. But he plays strong safety. He's more of a Cam Chancellor downhill, healer type player. Everyone keep just trying to put Cam Chancellor on this. I mean, if he... Well, I mean, he's he's listen, not a rover. He He's not somebody who... He's not ranger. He's not coverage We were ranger. getting annually raped by tight ends last year. And I don't think he could feel their role. Well... I think we got somebody who can feel their role. Deion Jones, but I don't think he can feel their role. We need an enforcer anyway. I like him. Maybe not 17 and not over the people who we picked him over. I'll give you this analogy. It's like... It's like buying something that you know costs $15, paying like $20 for it because you bought the last one and this stuff. Somebody, some, you, you like a particular item. Let's say a CD, $15 CD. They only made like X number of copies. So one dude got his put on eBay. Hey, you can buy it for $20. Yeah, and I've done that. So you know one of them things? Yeah, I don't like that. You don't like it, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. So that's the feeling. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's that type of feeling. It's not the end of the world type feeling, but it's one of those things where you be like, damn. You know what I'm saying? I see the girl. I see what we're doing. Fabs have gotten better. It drafts. Yeah. Well, and I believe that's because uh, our nemesis, the low down, no good faggot Thomas Dimitrov, had is having less input. But instead of firing them all together, why well, should let him get some some credit for this? I think that Thomas Dimitrov is like the husband who done cheated on his wife with a baby, done beat her, but he not going nowhere, and they just gonna work it out. It's gonna be forty, fifty years down the line, you look like, and everybody gonna clap when they say y'all been married forty, fifty years. They ain't gonna know the hell y'all went through for them forty, fifty That's years. That's Because this shit, the way Arthur Blank and him have slithered this out, now they blaming everything on Mike Smith. Now shit don't go right. Notice how they're putting everything on Dan Quinn, but when it goes right. He, oh, we like this pick. It always come in. He had some input. I mean, it's unbelievable how the road and let him do. So it's it's unbelievable. We're going to tell you it's going to be 10 years, what, next year he was in? Is, is, he's yeah. coming up on his 10-year anniversary. Yeah. We're going to look back. He's going to be with the Falcons for 15 years. And you're like, how the fuck did he get there for 15 years? With the draft. But that's, <laughs> with we, the moves he made. But, but that's, well, you know, that'll be a whole other podcast. But, but it's just unbelievable how slippery he is. But... <laughs> Dan Quinn's gonna fuck around and get fired. Let me tell you something. After this year, as good as that team has gotten, we were so far in the garbage can with his drafts. We're still like not even in the middle of the road in the NFL as far as talent is concerned. The problem with the Falcons is this: they are in one of the worst situations because they have a all world receiver and a, a above average quarterback, a good quarterback. So whenever you have a good quarterback, you fool yourself into thinking you're a contender. And we're nowhere near. You said it best. They thinking we're contenders. And we're nowhere near. We're nowhere near. This ain't basketball where you can have, a, and it's kind of funny because it kind of breaks down to the Hawks, where you have good player, good player, good player, good player. Maybe some things bounce out of way. Maybe we can win. Football has too many moving parts. Right. Man. So you can't just have a B-minus quarterback, an A-plus receiver. And think you're going And think you're going somewhere. So that was his, that's been his problem the whole time. We've kind of overrated Matt and Offense in general, or whatever, so that kind of it's kind of stirred our pot until Dan Quinn. Now, now we're going back to defense, but you know, and I give you this: we were speaking about we're supposed to run the best four three. What is it, cover three defense? Yeah, a cover three four three. We're built like a three four team though. With those additions, with those two linebackers, with the addition of Courtney Upshaw, with the addition of you know the safety that comes in the box, with the addition of Sean Witherspoon. We're looking like four three. We're not looking like three, three. four. We're looking like three four. We're looking like three four. Excuse me. We're looking four, like a three four base defense. I I will get with them a nickel package. I will get them credit with this. They got like six seven cornerbacks now. The defense should be fast. Damn. I, I should. I will like Dan Quinn say he wanted to get fast. A plus on getting fast. I think they got. Did fast. he get physical too with this safety and this Deion Jones? They look like they overrun some of the plays, but like they hit. It's easy to say that in college. I don't know in the pros, right? Because, like, in the pros, you got to bring your ass. Well, maybe not so much in today's NFL, but, you know. Everyone keeps saying today's NFL, but you still got running backs coming up. You still got guards coming to you. So, unless our front four is good enough to keep them clean. Bing. So, Rasheed Hageman. I mean, we, we didn't want to spend this long time about the Falcons, but Hageman. Hageman is the key to this year. 
If he does him and Grady Jarrett, then. Him and Grady Jarrett. They do their jobs to let Deion Jones, Campbell. To let them run. To let them run. Falcons be. They'll be great. Their defense will be top 15, top half of the league. Might be top ten. They'll be fast, and they'll be but they can get though, and they can. But when have you seen a two twenty linebacker wreak havoc? Well, a lot of teams like to throw the ball. That's just the NFL win. Running may win games, but teams are still going toward throwing more than. Them. All right, so break down like our in our division. Tampa Bay run the ball. Carolina. I think they're gonna throw the ball. Carolina run the ball. Tampa Bay gonna run the ball with the most hamster. He runs. New Orleans throw. The they ball. balance. New Orleans throws. I think our defense can keep up with it. Minus Cam, well, Cam ain't got no line for all that, but man, I don't know. Minus Cam, them, yeah, we can, we straight. I, I again, I like what the, I give a B plus. I give a. I told you, I just my problem was with. I think they overpaid for Neil, not by much, but they overpaid for him. Is Paul Wellow sitting on the bench this year? He has to. <laughs> it's way too much talent. Way too much talent for him. What are you gonna do with Brooks Reed? He costs too much. And he's an outside linebacker. Our linebacker right now involves Philip Wheeler. I think Wheeler starts. I think our linebacker starting should be Wheeler. Deion Jones, Deion Wheeler, Jones, and the kid from and Campbell. I think that's. I think that's I who think we work. Go for three four. I I don't see how you don't. Go. I think they have to go three four. The fans are a three four team. I think they have to be a three four team. I think they have to go that way. The personnel dictates it or whatever. It does. I think Dan Quinn's smart enough to see that. I want to wrap up the Falcons because I don't want to spend damn the 20 minutes talking about it. Well, they're the greatest show. I mean, they're the greatest thing we got to have. It's football. It's a side. That's what we got. And right now, they may be on the most steady footing of the teams. I think I, if I would have told you this in December, six months ago. That the no, but see, was, I still don't. I don't think that. I think they're the surest footed team in LL. I don't. Who do you – let, okay, so let's get to this. Let's let's wrap up with the Falcons like this. I think they're the surest team. We're gonna come out with. You, I want you to give me two things: a draft grade. Oh, we saying pro though. So yeah, I was about to say Georgia might be the surest one. Nah, but pro, uh, I still don't think the Falcons. Who you think is on more sure for well, fucking Hawks? They the ones who keep going to the playoffs. All right, so let's bag that. Draft grade. What do you give them in the draft? I give them a B. Calhoun Cuff, the state of the franchise. What would you grade? Would you get a state of the franchise? I gave it a C for a bunch of cuts of how this misled. This, this isn't going to be it. You said the best last year. We really, we're really in the rebuild mode. But you can see it. The turnover on this team has been from from two years ago, not last year, but the year before. Between that and now, it's been a major turnover. Like, it's unbelievable the turnover that's been here. I didn't want to go down this road. Do you, is it time to look at draft, trading Matt? Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. talk about this more during Falcons football week, but just curious as to that. Yeah, but not because I'm the Matt detractor, but get some form. It's coming up on – I don't think we're going to be able to go to the Super Bowl in his prime because of the eight-year derailment. I think he's had. out his prime. I think he's coming out his prime. So, because of the derailing we've had with Thomas Dimitrov and building a team around him, we've wasted, we've squandered his prime years. And with Shanahan, I, I don't think it's a good fit. So, at this point, we need to get some form. I reference the 30 for 30 about Shaq again. They let him walk without getting a thing for him. And I don't think we can do nothing like that. We need to get some form. So, going back. You said, how confident are you in the Falcons? To go where? To do what? Their future, this, them in general. On the grade of one to five, five meaning you the most confident. As far as what? Like going to get a... Just the future, the state. To get a Super Bowl? Yeah. To win everything. That's where we at. I have the confidence of you having fucking a cheap hook on your condom breaks. and That's my feeling. Like, God, I hope I didn't get her pregnant. God, I hope I didn't get AIDS. That's the type of, I might not have got anyone. I might be fine. But that's my feeling. That anticipation where you take an AIDS test. I remember I was looking at Pinky take an AIDS test. The porn star Pinky. And so she was joking like. She got it, though, don't you? And this one she didn't. That's why she showed it. That's why she showed. Yeah, but the, the latest ones. <laughs> <laughs> but like she was talking a lot of shit till he walked in with her paper. 
Yeah, in a reality set scene. Exactly. That's how I feel about the film. <laughs> she didn't have it, so I'm not. All this feels good, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a reality set scene. <laughs> Kick off. No, I don't feel Neil so. getting burnt for a 60 yard bomb by Ain't so end. much Neil getting burnt, but it's going to be the whole. We don't got the talent, man. <laughs> we are not good. All right, so you said you're not that confident. So. Oh, but it gets worse, don't it? Only in Atlanta can we go from a team who just got swept <laughs> to it's worse. To it's worse. A team that got that hate that heralds Chris Humphreys, Mike Scott, Ken Bazemore as your star and be like, oh, but wait, there's more. It's one of the ones where they they stop the commercial. You think the commercial's over and they jump and say, we even have even more for you. They offered you the product. They offered you the second deal with extra three products for the book. That would you, you know, say they give you instead of buying one product, you buying five for the same price. Mm-hmm. You think the commercial going off, then they jump right back up and say, "Hey, we got even more for you." Got even more. <laughs> Lead us into this one. I can't even. It's a, <laughs> it's a team that's about to, to. I believe we can capture the record. I think we're we're playing to that level. We can get the record as the worst MLB team in MLB history. And, and that's the worst team in in major league sports history. And that's your nah because the Detroit Pistons went zero sixteen, but the, your two thousand sixteen Atlanta Braves could be the worst team to ever play baseball in history. Today's May thirteenth, two thousand sixteen. They are two and eighteen at home. Yeah. Two and two and sixteen, two and eight. They just won yesterday. Make it two. Yeah, because it was one and sixteen. I think so. It's either two and sixteen or two and eighteen. They somewhere in there. Yeah, that's how. And that's at home. They are unbelievable. But that's what happened. You take a wrecking ball to the. We're back to the eighties. Remember when we just had Dale Murphy, Jeff Blaz, Rafael Ramirez, Glenn Hubble. I can name them all. Oh, they baby. was giving us tickets at the APS schools. They would. If you're from Atlanta, you know this. If you if you're under forty five, from forty five to probably twenty, right? Twenty five, they were giving actually not twenty five from forty five to probably thirty. The Braves were so sorry. All you had they to do was come to school, tickets. and they would give you tickets to the before game. Before that, said Bean Slug. Before that year, before ninety one, the Braves the were Braves giving away giving tickets. Away tickets. We know Dale Murphy because we from here. Dale Murphy was great though. But that team was trash. Them teams was trash. The Braves were losing like hell. All you had to do was come to school and you would get tickets. They back to that. I went to the first Braves game. You know they got a big thing. Eight countdown to the last game of time. Oh, because these bum-ass motherfuckers moving from a spot they've been in since they've been here. Because before Turner Field was Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Right next door. Right, next, right across the street. So before then it was that. So they've been here their whole time. Now these sons of bitches want to go on to Cobb County. And if you're not from Atlanta, Turnerfield is like a gateway to downtown when you come from the airport. That's how you know you're kind of downtown when you hit Turnerfield. Mm-hmm. And that's you know unofficial. That's kind of like a jewel to Atlanta ATL. So we had the Olympics. Exactly, especially for people from the South Side. Like whenever you coming in. People from noon and people from Locust Road. Whenever you're coming into the city, once you turn the field, you know you're in Atlanta. That's like the first thing to let you know, hey, mm-hmm. I'm in Atlanta. Especially coming from the south side. And so, for them to move. It's so disrespectful. Forget disrespectful. It's like you moving from a five-bedroom, five-bathroom house to a one to a studio apartment. And you still got the same family of six. Traffic is shitty. The people really don't want you out there. Traffic is shitty. Gone. Your team ain't shit. Traffic is shitty. You don't have any stars. Traffic is shitty. Oh, they're going to ask for it. That infrastructure up there is... Okay. Well, you know. Well, let's get back to the team itself, not the fact they move. The team is just as shitty as the traffic. Worse. These no-name... They have... Let me they, get back to. It. Oh, I'm sorry. I could. I could. They've taken two years to just gut this team when they all they needed like a couple of pieces. They went to the playoffs three years ago. <laughs> Freddie Gonzalez first year they went to the playoffs. Remember that? Yeah, when Chipper was leaving. Chipper was leaving. They went to the playoffs. So Freddie yeah. Gonzalez fucked that up, but they yeah. went to the playoffs. Yeah. He'll know that. I went to the game at Turner Field, the first game. Uh-huh. They were calling out names, and I think I texted. 
You did. I was talking to you. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Mm-hmm. The only thing you knew was Freddie Freeman. That's just because you're from Atlanta. Freddie Freeman ain't on ring. His name don't ring loud in these streets. He's a hundred million dollar player, though. Somebody got to be right. What'd you say? The Braves and the white boy. They love him. They love him. Find him one. <laughs> Find him one. Please, God, don't let him chew tobacco. Oh my God, give him two hundred. No, they suck. Freddie Freeman was slumped all last year and he get hurt. My uncle told me this two years ago. He said, watch the Braves try to build around Freddie Freeman and they want him to be the next chipper. And what they're going to realize is you can't build around Freddie Freeman. And what you should realize is he's no fucking chipper Jones. My uncle called this shit out. That was the year he went to the All-Star game, I think. Mm-hmm. My uncle said the Braves are going to pay him like he chipper Jones. Like he's going to let them down the minute he signed that contract. Mm-hmm. And... He's lived up to everything my uncle has said. The Braves love white a white boy so much. Guess who they brought back? I text you. I was so fucking mm-hmm. surprised. Mm-hmm. They brought back Frankie. Frenchy. Mm-hmm. Jeff Frank. Jeff Frank. Cool. And he got a standing ovation when he came to the batter's box. You know what he did? I give you three guesses. Strike out. You don't even need three. <laughs> <laughs> he went shit when he was young. What is he now? He's nothing now. They went and now they saying they got the best funk. They fuck them. With the Braves, that's all it is. Like I had said, I went to a game last year. My nieces, they gave them a couple of tickets. It was so quiet on Tuesday night, you literally can hear when the ball hit the catcher's mitt. Like you can hear a sh- pop like that. We was in the upper level in the general admission. You can hear that. That's how quiet it is at the Braves game. There's no more enthusiasm for the Braves. The dugout seats should be $30. Nobody going to the Braves game. It's a beautiful day today. The Braves playing at home today. They are. Yeah. I'm about to say, I don't even know. I got a, I got a schedule on the refrigerator. I ain't, I ain't let that at none. I ain't even know they play today. Guess what? I'm not going to no fucking Braves game. Let me ask you this. The no. Braves has what? 25 people on their team. 12 pitchers. 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. How many do you think are real Major League Baseball players? One. Uh, the pitcher. Um, Teron. Yep. I mean, Real Fred Freeman is a major league baseball player. And Fred Freeman, so too. But the rest of them can't? No, Marcakis and who gives a shit and who the This fuck? is the problem with the Braves. Right, right. And I'm going to go to the NBA for this. The Philadelphia 76ers. It's one thing to lose. It's one thing to bottom out. It's one thing to be. It's another thing to be historically bad. And I never thought of it to the level. The owners were like, y'all got to fix this Philadelphia shit. Cause people not even come to the games when they come to town. The Braves are borderline on that territory. They're not borderline. They're right there. When you're costing the other team money, it probably costs more money to produce the game than it does to just say, fuck it. When you become the Florida Marlins, but without the talent and the winning, that's what we are. Because Marlins, Marlins got two championships. Yeah, they just don't They don't go support their team in Florida. And they got a big, beautiful stadium. The one with the, they just don't support them. But the difference is they have talent. They don't have no talent with the Braves. Who you want to go see? They, that's the point I was getting to. The reason you go to the home games now is to see who's going to be the celebrity. They have a display that has the number of home games left. And so every home game is supposed to be some person affiliated with the Braves. The tear down the number. I didn't know that. The first game, it was Chip and Andrew Jones. Of course they So, you know, I go to the, if I go to the game, where will be? I'll go on Friday just for the fireworks afterwards. Their fireworks show is amazing. It's great. Especially if you get it for like a dollar. They still got dollar tickets. Well, then I go. <laughs> but it's not worth it. How confident? Let's wrap it up. How confident? Because the Braves really aren't even worth talking about. They're pathetic. You have arguably the best defensive shortstop in history in Simmons. You let him go. You have They traded him for nothing. For nothing. They traded him for a pennies on the dollar. Nothing. Gatlin was a cheap hind catcher because you let McCann go who was high priced. Gatlin was getting like two, three hundred thousand. Gatlin won. He won. He wasn't seven figures. He wasn't seven figures. You let him go, Justin. You let him go. I understand BJ because he was trash and overpaid and overpaid. You let Justin go. And the sin of all sins is Kimbrel. How do you let Craig Kimbrel go? Him at Simmons or the sin of all sins? There's no justification. There's no justification. Ever he retired brave. Those two retired brave. And you let him go. Craig Kimbrel was twenty five. How do you let him go? And what did they get back for him? They got shit back they for him. They got shit. Went to the party. They got some farm system, man. Same thing they got with all these motherfuckers. Talking about they want to build a farm system. 
couple of motherfuckers with Tommy John surgery. That you like it. That you like you being in high school and your coach take trade. No, I got players. something better than that. That's like if you're married to the perfect woman and you go cheat with some trash, ugly, fat, no good, low down, disease ridden lady. With about four different kids, four baby daddies. That's who. That's what they did. They literally was like a couple of pieces. Come remember we had the pitch that they were calling nasty boy. Them boys were young, good. You were like two or three pieces away from not a run, a real championship team. And a year or two later, you bust it up. No, the Braves are the the Braves are the worst. Because unlike the Hawks and the Falcons, when you talk about talent, they had it, and they had a lot of it. We can do that same talk. At one point, the Braves had 25 professional players on their team. Yeah. Not yeah, minor league domestic. And they were young. Yeah. Your biggest problem was Freddie Gonzalez, who you should have been They should have. Now they talking about fired the man. Now you talking about fired And that ain't fair to him. The shit storm y'all done gave him to manage this year when y'all should have fired him two, three years ago. And then what you going to do? Now you going to get to the guy who I, I was lobbying for when Bobby Cobb retired. Terry Pennington. Ain't no dumb to coach this shit. Not this shit. You don't coach this. You don't put your hand in this pot. This pot is trash. You got to throw this out in the garbage. They're awful. The Braves are god awful. It's a disgrace to the city. It's a disgrace what they try to do. Look how selfish they were to even begin with. Why they ain't Cobb County to begin with. Falcons got the money. And nobody's big on, you know, giving money to these big-ass structures. But the Falcons got the money to build their new stadium. The Braves, the same year, were like, well, we want a new stadium, too? Come on. No, if the city going to be a billion dollars in debt trying to build it, now look at Cobb County. Man, them folks like three, 400 in. No. They told, they quoted them, what, 300? And 300. now it's at 700. Yeah, what I'm saying? They over. I meant to say three, 400 over. Yeah, it's like not. And so, you know, the people, the citizens, you know. Now they hot. They like, whoa. Oh, but y'all wanted it, though. Remember on the news, they clapping and high-fiving. Yeah, we out of that niggas. Yeah, come on. So now here y'all go. Fuck Summer Hill. We ain't got to see these niggas no more. Go on over there. Good, good riddance. I talked to one of them who stayed in that area. Get it. You know what he said? I wish the Braves would have never came. He said, track is already fucked up. He said, what the Braves going to do on a Tuesday at the 7 He said, I won't get home till 9 o'clock fucking with the Braves. What time is it? 6.25? Where they got a 7 o'clock game? Yeah. Call count on the Friday, 7 o'clock? Forget the people at the game. Think about the people who live over there. I'm talking about the people who live over there. I'm not talking about the people at the game. I'm talking about the people who live in Cobb County. Who no live on Pirates Ferry. Y'all don't want martyr? So you don't want martyr and you want this monstrosity. At 7 o'clock on a Friday? Oh. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to ride. You don't want that ride 7 o'clock on a Sunday. You don't want to do that at 7 o'clock. I was in traffic Sunday, like at four in the afternoon, on seventy five, eighty five. Going, what the hell in the the Grady curve? Like, what the hell is going on? Can you imagine going up to Cobb County? Shit, coming from McDonald, Georgia. That's what y'all wanted. <laughs> Go ahead, have at it. <laughs> have at it. That's they got bad twenty five. These motherfuckers coming from Alpharetta working, trying to get home. You just trying to see the game. Do you know how far back that traffic is going to go? <laughs> Look at the face you making. Do you know how far? Do you know the impact? I bet you them, cats, them crackers are going to be stuck past Howard Mill Road going all the way back to 7585 connector. To the, I bet you. And the problem with Cobb is not like Atlanta where it's them good, easy back roads. The service and street. Yeah. No, nah, you got to ride. You got to get on that highway and suffer. <laughs> Take your punishment. You want to go to the game? Well, okay. Well, let's see how much fun you have. <laughs> Man, I get you halfway through the season. Next season, that new sale when attendance drop again because the product's not gonna be on the field. Once you see the fact, once you see the stadium, once you see the beautiful stadium and the on the ooze, then it's gonna be like I'm not about to drive up there. Think about the fan who from Jack in Jackson, Georgia, twenty years Griffin, Griffin, Noonan. Man, I'm not about to. You're not about to do that. You're not doing that. I don't know. Get off work. No way you get off at five o'clock making it to that. No. No way in hell. We're going to feel it in the city. That's how much traffic going to be backed up. You're right. We're going to feel it in the city, but we're going to get off the express line. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, and we're going to wrap it up with this. Which one is going to be worse, the traffic or the team? Oh, 
was like, trap me. <laughs> We're already like third in the nation in traffic. They building that shit out there with no byways. That's what they. If no one no side streets, no the byways. The infrastructure isn't ready for that. They're ha- they're having to build it as we speak. First, let's let's back up and talk about Atlanta. Atlanta's grown too big. Atlanta only it's really, too fast. It only really has three highways: seventy-five, eighty-five, 85 and two eighty-five, and two eighty-five. Well, okay. seventy-five, eighty-five, twenty, and two eighty-five. Yeah, so you got like a little bit like four hundred and six seventy five and five seventy five, but they don't lead. They only lead to two eighty seventy five eighty five two eighty five. And the problem is, it's only one way to get to a car. You got to go seventy five. Like if you come from twenty, like that's how bad it's gonna. They're gonna back up twenty going into seventy five north. You got to go seventy five two eighty five to seventy five. You're gonna be. You, it's you got to go seventy five. That's the only way they got to do that. Good luck. <laughs> I'm not going to no Braves game. I'm what? not going. What? What? Who want to drive to Cobb County? And two. The Braves. They suck. Dig- Thank you. This is digitaldaring.com. We're going to wrap it up with this. How confident are you? What? <laughs> oh, what's the state of the Braves for you? Nah, flat line. Pull the plug. It's over. That's done. I don't even. What? It's over with. Nobody even give a shit. That good old boy who was right. I was with a I was with a cracker the other day. And uh cool as shit. Now he was a native from here. And he lives in Grant Park and he was like I was he was like, you know, we can see the fireworks. I was like, How you think about the Braves? He literally walking out his door, put up his middle finger like, Fuck the Braves. <laughs> Grown up Brave fan. You know everybody I grew up Braves fan. If you wouldn't even Hawks, you watched the Hawks. You was a Braves fan in the nineties. If you from here, fuck the Braves, fuck sure host, fuck. It's like a two pot dish train. If you down with the Braves, fuck you too. Fuck them. Nobody fucking with them. They can go to hell. DigitalDarren.com. This has been the State of Atlanta Sports. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.